So uh, I, I need to make a formal apology. Mm. Um, I'm really I'm ready to admit when I'm wrong. And one of our very astute listeners called me out on something. Huh? Yeah. Ooh, what? And I remembered it when when she now? said it. <laughs> no, I accepted it graciously, and oh, I am glad. <laughs> I have no friends in this room. <laughs> She's trying to be Lauren, nice when we attack her. Ren, Ren, help me. <laughs> uh, someone caught it that at, at the very, very first podcast, I made a comment about brown suit. I don't know why we were talking about it, but I made mention of the fact that I either liked the book or something in the book, one of the characters. Mm-hmm. And oh. I remember doing that. And so I need oh. to apologize because remember my age. And my mental health, <laughs> state of my mental health. 76. <laughs> and <Crazy>. gone. <laughs> I was thinking of They Came to Baghdad. Because they do have some similarities. I know that's way down the pipe. They pike, are very but, similar. Um, but and <laughs> there's a girl and there's a bee in the title. <laughs> Baghdad brown suit. Yeah. You know? So what I should have, what I meant to say was that I liked They Came to Baghdad. I mm. like that book. I do not like Man in the Brown Suit. I'm so. curious to see if we come to They Came to Baghdad and it has a, a female protagonist is exactly like Anne. And you... It's all, probably true. And you like, like her better because she's like, wears glasses or something. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm that shallow. But mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give a shout out to... Very humble Which is probably our, our biggest fan. Yeah, who should have like some sort of code name. <laughs> yes. But, oh, I, I have an idea about that. Lay it on me. We're all eating gummies if you hear a lot of, a lot of chewing. That's what's yeah. going on. I like these gummies. Are... <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, thank you, Lauren, for bringing these because we've got like regular. These were like in the individual little sealed white bags that cost like so much money. Each bear I, was in its own I bag. Walk... <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. They're these little tiny bags, and I walk past them in the supermarket because I'm like, I'm not good enough to buy those. Those are like. They're the only ones I buy. Too expensive. They're so good. And you brought sour ones and Upper class plain. gummy bears. I didn't even know they made sour ones. I was like, well, they gotta have, gotta have that. I love sour anything, and so mm-hmm. this is great. I thought you did. This is a perfect snack for a podcast. <laughs> okay, so our, our person that so told you that. Our, our biggest code fan, name. yes. She, is, she should have a code name. She knows who she is. You know who you are. You're out there. And we love you. <laughs> we don't know what we would do without you. Yeah. Whoa, it's getting a little heavy in this room. <laughs> Feelings. 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 No, we're not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> so yeah. tell me what you think about Nemesis. I like it. Mm. It's and it's very Agatha Christie. That's it is. Well, very late, very late in the Christie game, but that's one of the Miss Marple books is Nemesis. Yes. So she, so she is not our Nemesis. No. In the in the sense of the word, but that was the point of it in the book later by that name, Nemesis. Right. It's a big old twist like Christy does. So <laughs> So thank you, Nemesis, thank you, Nemesis for pointing out to me what I did wrong. Our biggest fan, Nemesis. Who shall remain a mystery in her own right. Very nice. <laughs> well, welcome to uh, I'm out. Don't drink the tea where this is part two of our analysis of the murder of Roger Ackroyd. Still Ooh, with whoop. our guests Lauren and Aaron, who hi, been, hi everybody, hi, yeah. rocking it this whole time. Yeah. The base. And so we're just gonna pick right up where we left off for the next thing we wanted to talk about, and we want to talk about the clues in the book. And there were many of them, but not too many that sh- that you have trouble keeping track of them because they were all pretty simple concepts. Yeah. 
oh, these gummies are so sour. <laughs> okay, and the Oscar goes too. They really rock <laughs> your mouth. They are pretty pretty sour. I didn't find that as a clue. There's a party in my mouth right now. <laughs> Overdoses on Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> First they're sour, then they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so clues. Uh, Lauren has a list of the clues in this book. Take it away. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, the ring, the dictaphone, the chair, the phone call, black or brown shoes that really threw me, and the quill or the cane brick fabric that was both mm-hmm. found in that little the cottage. Su- the summer house. Summer, thank you, summer house. And um, the fact that we didn't really know where Ralph Payton, Patton, whatever, what, where he was. Mm. Like, yeah, he disappeared. Yeah. But did he disappear? It became almost an obsession. Yeah. Like, so much so that you thought, oh, this is obviously a fake, uh, like a mislead, this is mm. a red herring, this has nothing to do with it. But it was still very, very important, but just, huh. Oh my. Not for the reason you can't that you have think. Anyone. We're cutting you off. You've Please, no. There's a blue one. <laughs> Let me have the blue one, and I'll, I won't talk for a while. Ah. So a lot of those clues, like, were about other people's secrets, like the ring. Yeah. Uh, what was? The what would you say is the biggest clue to help you solve this mystery on that list? The biggest for me, after I realized that. Dr. Shepard was the guy, was the, uh, the dictaphone, because mm-hmm. um, there was a whole sequence and series where uh, Dr. Shepard would like to work on mechanical things. And oh, yeah. Russ saw that. He and had a little yes. ham radio yes. or something? He did. He had a little workshop where he would work on things like that, mm-hmm. and so Pro realized that that phone was left there to speak, so it sounded like that... Uh, Roger was still alive even yeah. after he was dead. It was meant to throw people off. Yeah, I was right about that part. Yeah. For me, it's the chair. And what what did that mean again? The chair was in a really unnatural position. Mm-hmm. And Poirot obsesses over it a little bit, which if this would have been Hastings, he would have been like, You're out of your mind. Poirot was <laughs> losing it. He's so old. I need to take the old boy on a vacation. <laughs> Um, but the way that it was turned was to block the, the dictaphone when they broke oh. in. Yeah, they couldn't see it. Because yeah. That's it, why because he wanted the call so he could go in. Oh. Yes, because the... the uh, go ahead. Yeah, the doctor took his bag in and he put mm-hmm. the phone in it yes. and then took it out with him. Once, and, yeah, and once. he insisted on breaking down the door with the butler. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you're like, oh, so above board. And right. then he put the chair there to block the butler being able to oh. see it because he was like, I'll examine the body, you go call for help. <laughs> so. There's so many things that he does like that and, and it's hard to remember all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it all makes so much sense at the end. He's he was really covering his tracks. He was, but what messed him up, I think most of all, was what other he couldn't anticipate what other people would do because right. Flora yes. was stealing money and she came down yeah. the steps and uh-huh. to cover what she was doing said, "Oh, I went in to check on my uncle," mm-hmm. but she never did. He was yeah. already dead. Yeah, but it threw uh-huh. off his timeline absolutely by her telling that lie, which I think is so is so. Uh, real world yeah. like in an actual scenario not like you know the stupid procedurals where you get the same the same show every week basically things like that would actually happen you can't anticipate yeah. things like right that. the unpredictability yeah yep for those that you are, are sitting there wondering what the heck is a dictaphone it's a small <laughs> cassette <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, right? I, was, I actually looked it up, you know? Ooh, small, <laughs> it's a small cassette recorder used to record speech for transcription at another time. Oh, that makes sense, like dictation. And yeah. on the Flintstones, it was a dictabird. Uh, so in the, your age, huh? the bedrock, <laughs> the bedrock version of this book. Doing my Harrison Ford over here. I am pointing angrily in your direction. Oh my. <laughs> okay, um, so that's a nice segue into Lauren. You talked about our next topic: how much you, how many words you looked up for this book. Uh, we talked about looking up slang before, but this one just had a lot of uh, weird words in it. Mm-hmm. What do you have to look up? My favorite word, a, lo- a lot of words. Well, <laughs> you know, it's Lauren, it's me. I have to look up and know the meaning behind every word. <laughs> but my favorite one was sanguine. And I actually want to oh, use yes. this. Yes. Yeah. I want to use this, like, about the truth. Like, today we could use it. Because it's very optimistic, especially in apparently bad situations. Which is so weird because it also can mean bloody, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, we've talked about that before because I never knew what that word meant. It's a and tricky I read word. a book by P.D. James, and they used he she she used it <laughs> fifty times in the book, and it was driving me crazy. Did you know Pink's last name was Floyd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A- another word. Um, one more. Uh, this one, I just wanted to know how to pronounce it. It's Mizu, oh. which I can't show you the spelling, so <laughs> but you can probably figure it out. Monsieur or something like that. That is the best drawing of Poirot ever. <laughs> I love it so much. You have to cut that out and let me keep it. With the, the egg-shaped head. <laughs> and the mustache. Getting a more mustache. Um, but whenever I typed it into Google, Google actually thinks I'm saying miss you every single oh. time. <laughs> miss you! <laughs> miss like, you. no, Google. <laughs> That's the best way miss. to say it, though. I don't miss you, Google. Miss you. How did, uh, how did Peter Ustinov describe, uh, how to say Poirot in, uh, Evil Under the Sun? No, no, no. Was it Evil Under the Sun? Yeah, it was. He know. goes, uh, sh- the receptionist called him Hercules Parrot. Oh. He was like, Poirot, madame, pucker your lips as if about to bestow a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a, a quote later in the book. Um, it's, it's talking about specifically about how people use words. And I'm like, oh, I love this. It says, words ingeniously used will serve to mask the ugliness of naked facts. Oh, Excellent. Good line. There was a lot of very good writing in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Because sometimes her dialogue got a little clunky, or mm-hmm. the last few, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know that. That I guess that's the right word, but like um, typical, mm-hmm. like like kind of throwaway, disposable, and that wasn't yeah, happening at one, all. No. Okay, uh, our next topic is an interesting one, and we talked about how a film was made of this way back in the day. But could you make a good movie of this? And the reason that I wondered about this, because um, you said, Aaron, you had seen David Suchet. Yeah. Bob Rose, and I guess you probably didn't see the episode of this, because no. you would have known. They, they tried to make an episode version of this, uh, but it's very hard to do it, because when you make a movie, it's hard to tell it from Dr. Shepard's point of view. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... They really struggled with it. Like, Inspector Jap became Poirot's sidekick in that, and Dr. Shepard was just, like, another one of the suspects. Mm -hmm. So it lost that. And uh, the plot, it goes pretty quick in this, so they added the butler being another victim. 
like they killed the butler. Oh, so that was a point that I wanted to make. That in in later books, her body counts just keep going up. And in this one, I was almost I was waiting for this. I mean, I'd read it before, but I was like, was there a second body in this? Was there a second? Nope. And it didn't need it really. No, not at all. But the movie version added one. So how could you make a good movie version of this with with it being told from Doc? Could it be done? It would be hard. It would be very difficult. It would have to be. I think it would have to be a Guy Ritchie film. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. Okay. Because, like, what he did with, with Sherlock Holmes, mm-hmm. he would have those... He would lead you forward and then have, like, these big blocks where he would show you a whole bunch of flashbacks all at once. Mm-hmm. I know that has a name, that device, and I can't think of it, but... Aside from the fact that you have to add a little bit more, like, you know, gun battles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which will be... Yeah, because they added this big shootout at the end of the book. End of the movie. <laughs> That oh yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Was, they was... just didn't know what to do. And they were in a factory somewhere. Yeah, Roger Ackroyd <laughs> had a factory. So, okay, so it would be hard to make a movie, but who do you think, Dreamcast, who could play some of these characters? Oh. oh. This, is, this is so far above my pay grade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we need like a flamboyant uh, lady to play uh, Caroline and uh, the sister-in-law. Mm. Emma Stone could be this stupid Florida girl. <laughs> <laughs> you <think>? Wow! <laughs> Shots <Right>. fired. <laughs> I tell you, I actually, Savage. I think that would be pretty good. <laughs> All right, we got Emma, we got Emma Stone. I, that's excellent. No, that's Flora. an excellent choice. As long as it's yeah. not Margot Robbie, that's <laughs> fine with me. Okay, let's get some. We can get some like Bill Murray. Can we get Bill Murray as, as he, Dr. Shepard? Yeah, he could be ma- Major Blunt. Oh, I can see that. Like, this character's just kind of here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, this is so hard. I think John Goodman could play uh, Dr. Shepard. Nah, he would be Roger. <laughs> he could be. He's too nice. He could be. Yeah, I see him being Roger. Did you watch you Ten Cloverfield Lane, though? I, know, I did. I know. I tell you. Did you watch <laughs> Monsters I Inc. Myself. <laughs> but I could see him as Roger Ackroyd. It's yeah. just sad that he wouldn't be in a lot of it. You'd have right. to again, you Guy Ritchie. You'd have to have some not yeah. Guy Fieri. You would have to have <laughs> drivers, drivers and dives. <laughs> How did this get to be a after thing? Roger Ackroyd died? We had some mozzarella sticks in the back. <laughs> Dude, get Guy Fieri to be Perot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, mind blown. Instead of, instead of describing his mustache, you describe his frosted tips. Yeah. Why were we frosted tips? As a hairdresser. <laughs> but I think this is a case where this is uh, definitely a much better book than they could ever do. Yeah. As a movie, because even if you had your dream cast and they were all incredibly talented. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. fact of how the story has to be told to it doesn't not work away. on the screen. But well, that, that's true. It is it is definitely better written like this. But think about Secret Window. Okay. Well, Dead maybe. Silence. <laughs> Rear Window. <That> was, <laughs> <laughs> they did actually pull that off in that one. Yeah. Like, I was fooled, and, yeah, and no, other I've, people were like, well, "Of course, all through that one." And I'm like, "No, I think no, they you did. didn't." I, that was Agatha Christie. No, 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 no. no. Oh. I was using that as an example oh, of the okay. same plot device. Yeah. And then it was done visually. Yeah. So maybe, that's the closest I got. <laughs> maybe it would take a lot of work to make it work. But I don't think Johnny Depp should be Doctor Shepard. <laughs> no, I just get Johnny Depp out of it. But he was amazing. Yeah, murder on him. We'll get to that. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I, there have been Christie's that have been done better in film than the book. I, I definitely think that, but I don't think this one could be topped. J.K. Simmons. He could be that Dr. Shepard. I could get on board He that. would knock it out of the park. 
He would. I would. I like the guy from the Dr. Blake series. He's, he can uh, play the Dr. Oh! Uh, I'd love to see Jay him. Jay Jonah Jameson. Craig, uh, Craig McLaughlin. I'll see him in anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so definitely, um, who, who was the secretary? Raymond. Raymond, yeah. So Jason Jeffrey Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> I think the secretary. Wow. I think that. No, uh, Major Blunt. Yeah. I think that guy. I'm I here to shoot stuff. I can't remember his With last my name. eyes. <laughs> the guy from what? Everybody Loves Raymond. What's his last name? Oh, Brad Garrett. <laughs> no, 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 no. Raymond. Oh, Ray Romano should play Raymond just for, like, they don't have to, like, change, change his, his name. name. <laughs> just like it in Everybody Loves Raymond. So we've just abandoned all sense of reality here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, by Dreamcast, I didn't know you meant Fever Dreamcast. By Dreamcast, <laughs> I meant Ray Romano has to be in it. <laughs> Hallucination cast. I, I, no I got the Christie Cinematic Universe where Ray Romano always pops up. And sometimes you don't expect him to, but he always does. Sometimes he's a woman. Sometimes he's a baby. Sometimes he's a dog. But he's always in the movie. Wow. That's my idea for a I'm perfect out. world. Okay. The next thing I wanted to talk about was Man in no, the Brown. No, Lauren, Lauren had more. Oh, no. No, it. no, no, no. It wasn't a big deal. Come on. I just really like no, Jodie Foster, so I thought okay. she could play the person that committed suicide. Oh. oh, in flashbacks. Yes, because she could be the one that's being betrayed. Mm-hmm. Like, because Jodie Foster has played other movies where she's in like being attacked or having to get away from a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. And yes, so the Jody, fighter. Jodie Foster yeah. just commits suicide. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Poor Jodie. Yeah. <laughs> But she would do a good job with that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And Caroline, I, I think I think Glenn Close would do a good job. Well, yeah, one of those ladies. But yeah, yeah Helen Mirren. Yeah. Um, Meryl Streep. Yes. <laughs> I didn't want to say it because I knew Charlotte would hit me, but I will put Meryl Streep in any female role. <laughs> I, if, if I she could be to, floor on you, be least happy. Actress and my least favorite character combined. Wow. <laughs> if I can name drop Jason Momoa, you can name drop Meryl Streep. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Eye candy is all it is. <laughs> <laughs> <No straight. Whoa. laughs> okay. Um, done with? Yeah, all right. Um, Man in the Brown Suit, a book that we both uh, disagreed on, but we both agreed it wasn't that great of a book. You guys don't know about this, but what I wanted to talk about in that book... I can recommend a great podcast. (laughs) Check it out. In that book, so we're going to spoil Man in the Brown Suit if you really want to read it, but we don't really recommend it. Don't bother. Half of it is narrated by Anne, who's the woman that we talked about, who's either selfish or sassy. And the other half is narrated by Sir Eustace. I didn't say yes. it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. completely neutral. I'm kidding. Give me the eye roll. It was just for fun. Sir Eustace narrates the other half, and Sir Eustace is the killer at the end. Yeah. So it's kind of like she was she was starting to toy with this idea, but a little less because he doesn't narrate the whole book. Right. And you're not completely in his hands as like the audience. Like You don't yeah. completely trust this. But guy. it's funny, though, because that's a really good point, that, that, was, that she did kind of test the waters with that mm-hmm. be- before, but no one ever talks about that. And this no. one is like, when you read like on the Wikipedia page, Wikipedia? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's these sour gummies. Uh, like, half my mouth is numb. I'd like another one, um, by the way. Do we get, yes, please. <laughs> The Wikipedia page, it has some of the reviews and how many people said this was the finest novel, the, the, yeah. like, the best ending and stuff. And you never hear about Brown Suit that she tried so, that same uh, method. I think that is a testament to the fact that the next question I wanted to talk about, is this book good? Besi- is the twist the only thing that makes this book so stand out? Since Man in the Brown Suit had this twist and it, it's, 
it was a bad book. This book had the twist, and it was a great book. What do you say? Yes, because I loved it. Yep. And then I hated it. And the fact that it can make me feel feelings <laughs> yeah. makes it a great book. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. It was... Everything we've talked about so far, the lines, the characters, mm -hmm. the fact you could read it over and over again, I think even but even ignoring the twist. I think she could have had like a, a spinner thing. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think I would have felt... <laughs> I wouldn't have liked it as much without the twist because it feels like without it, it's so much like your run-of-the-mill mm -hmm. mystery novel mm -hmm. that it's... It changes. The, yeah, there was a murder, the investigator rounds up five or six people, he points yeah. out which yeah. which one did it. But but no, I mean, we shouldn't be so critical of those books. I mean, she did. it was very well written because it keeps you guessing. Well, it kept me guessing throughout the whole thing, and there's so many different clues. You're trying to figure out how does this fit in. So I think that's what makes it a good book. I like those books, but I think this elevates it because there is something that's different. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's, I wouldn't call it gimmicky, maybe it is, but, mm -hmm. uh, right. but I thought it made it to, really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. To go along with that, I like what we talked about, like like you said, run of the mill. There's a lot of traditional things set up, and I think she did that on purpose. Like, everything is traditional. She's like, okay, I'm playing by the rules, so I'm going to set this all up, and then she's like, bam! Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. False sense of security. And I, th and I think that contributes to how good the twist ending is, because then you're like, oh my gosh, that changes everything. You can read it back, and it's not traditional in the slightest. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I yeah. wasn't expecting it. Uh, I, I didn't guess it or couldn't figure it out by mm -hmm. the time I got there. So it was Same. all more impactful for me. Same awesome. Yeah. Same awesome. <laughs> and connection with that, is the ending fair? Ooh, is it, good question. Is Which it part? Fair? Is suicide or? No, no, no. The fact that he did it. Is it a fair ending? Because some people say it's a cheat. Well, that's that's where I didn't like the book. I, I actually, I know it's a well-written it's, I can recommend it to others, but for me personally, when I have come to love somebody and love this character and to find out they're such an evil person this whole time backstabbing <laughs> me, that made me so angry. You don't like betrayal, do you? <laughs> That's such good writing, though, that she could do that to you. Yes. It's so I have to recommend it to others, but I personally, if I knew ahead of time that it was going to end like that, I probably wouldn't enjoy the book as mm. much. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, I'm the complete opposite. I like it even more because of that, yeah. because uh -huh. I trusted this person uh -huh. so much. And I thought, he is going to help lead me down to the right path and find uh -huh. out who this killer is. I really liked him even more that he turned out to be so devious. But that's yeah. what angered me. <laughs> and that's what made me happy. <laughs> so, Zach, you obviously know more about this book than anybody at the table. Please, <laughs> bow down to the so king. So, a, a lot of the criticisms, some knowledge, a lot of, the criticisms of this book mm -hmm. are it's yeah. not fair for the narrator right. to have cheated us out of this information. Mm -hmm. What do you, being completely neutral, not feeling any feelings towards him, how would you think? Do you think that's a fair ending? Let me just emphasize the fact that I have no feelings. Right. Because um, I haven't read this book. As we, as I stated last time, I put my feelings in a fridge. So even if I had them, they would be cold. The, he didn't um, heat them up for this podcast. No. <laughs> put them in the microwave. Anyway. Um, it's not unfair because you explain the clues that could lead you to it. So right. nothing about that is an unfair ending. It's not like when you watch something and then you have no clues to lead you to the ending and then it's like just out of nowhere. What? How am I supposed to get that? Like it right. might make sense but they didn't tell you. But because she kind of led you along the way in a way that you could figure it out if you were yeah. very, you were looking at the right stuff then it's in no way an unfair ending 
despite someone's personal feelings towards it. <laughs> right. I don't, but I don't think you're saying it's unfair. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, not, yeah, at yeah. not at all. That's a, but a criticism I hear a lot, but, and that's what made the cats go crazy back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I think it's very fair. At the time when it came out, a lot of people were like, you can't do, wasn't that like the detect, detection club that she was in, which have changed their story now because mm-hmm. of how popular it was, was like, that's not fair. You broke the rules. No rules have been broken. I there, feel like where she, where is there rules? Like where are these written down? It's yeah. an unwritten rule. Unwritten rule. Well, those like, are dumb. Like and the narr- like the unreliable narrator is is a big thing now. But mm. this was probably one of the the like the first time it had been so in your face about it. Yeah. Yeah, I was not expecting it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd ask Charlotte, but she's not here. Uh, <laughs> she walked away to deal with the cat. <laughs> Very um, so I'm going to make this question really long, so by the time I finish the sentence, she'll be here. And we're back. Yeah. So <laughs> you, do you think it's a fair ending? Oh, fair. What is fair? <laughs> <laughs> this, this got really quickly into, like, philosophy 101. Mm. Yes, I do. Great. I think that... <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back uh, in the fridge with uh, Zach's feelings. <laughs> they were getting lonely. It was, I'm really proud of her for being like essentially one of the first people to think of doing that. Mm. <laughs> and also makes me a little bit angry. Like, oh, why couldn't I have yeah. thought of that? You know, what, 50, 60 years later? But... And it's cool that she didn't play it safe. Because there's several times throughout that we'll get to that she did things similar to this, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like the big Christie twists that are like, no one had done that before. But this was yes. just the first of them. Uh-huh. So I think she had Ooh, a very... Oh, oh, yeah. Where's Wade? There's a lot more. <laughs> I think that she had a really fascinating mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that she saw the world differently, and so... If we she... find out she froze her brain, that'll be really helpful. Really <laughs> <laughs> so, I, no, I don't think that it's unfair, because it's... It's mystery fiction. Right. I mean, but as far as I understand about what you're saying about feeling attached to the character, yeah. definitely, I, I understand that. Yeah. But it was a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I would definitely recommend it to others. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So, uh, the final thing is our review. We've kind of given it our... We've all kind of given it our review, but if we want to say, like, one thing to be our review of the book, what would it be? Around the table. Oh, um, I'll, I'll go first because I don't want to be like an anticlimax. Mine being the last one, so I'll just it say I good. think it's yeah a <laughs> masterpiece of mystery writing. Not my favorite Christie, but it does everything right. Everything. I can't even I can't even add to that. When you're right, you're right. Oh, so. Thanks. So we talk about man in the brown suit, so it just gets interesting. <laughs> Anne. I would sum it up by saying it made me want to go out and buy all the Poirot series and read them all because I fell in love with that character. Um, I only saw the movie uh, Orient... Murder on the Murder Orient, on Orient Express. Express. And I was like, meh. But after reading this book with Poirot, I'm like, wow, I want to read the whole series. Mm-hmm. And I did. I went and bought all the <laughs> Actually, books. Actually, <laughs> can you post pictures on like SoundCloud? Because one of the pictures needs to be like Lauren's new bookshelf. Yeah, yeah. it's full now. <laughs> it was empty before. I was so excited about reading. <laughs> and the same for me is I was not interested in reading her works at all until was asked to read this one and now I do want to read others. So awesome. if, if yes. that can get someone like me 
uh, hooked and interested in reading more of the collection. I think that because you do that says a lot about to be it. straight to be clear, you do like reading. I do. It's just mm -hmm. this particular series you had no interest in. Not yeah. really. I mean, yeah. I could awesome. take it or leave it. Awesome! Yeah. We got another podcast mm. success. Uh, your review, since <laughs> well, we're still working on Zach. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I have a great review for you. <clears throat> if you're looking for a fun time, if you're, if you're looking for it's like a, a Craigslist, <laughs> you're, you're looking for a for a date, like a, an overnight stay at a at a five star hotel. If you're looking for uh, someone rolling like Kramer, probably. Mm. Uh, if you're looking for a guy with a sick mustache, uh -huh. this is the book for you. If you like your, if you like Friends, this is not the book for you. <laughs> if you like feelings, if you like right. the show Friends, it's nothing like that. Oh, <laughs> like nothing. It's ridiculous. That's why I was. It's so more bored. like Seinfeld, like you said. Yeah, because <laughs> they didn't care about people either. Right. No hugs, no learning. No learning. So I learned about myself that I want to read something that has some humor with the mystery. Yeah. Like, and that's perfect. I, I, like, I need that. Perfect yep. for Christy, yep. Absolutely. Um, so this is kind of a, a given, but every week we try to rate the books, and I'm pretty sure I don't need to ask, but just in case, Roger Ackroyd's the best so far, right? Put it right up there on top. All right, so our ranking currently is... The Murder of Roger Ackroyd at number one. Secret Adversaries, number two. Secret of Chimneys is number three. Mysterious Ferret Styles is number four. Poirot Investigates is number five. Man in the Brown Suits, number six. Murder Barely. Murder on the Links <laughs> is at the bottom with num is number seven. All right. That is our current ranking. Fantastic. Nice. Uh, cool, 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 cool. So cool. the last thing to do is our game. Oh, yes. Which I hope someone prepared, because I sure didn't. <laughs> Game. <laughs> what? Okay, so uh, could I have the sound effects, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. And show me how to use them, because I'm old. <laughs> Make it easy. Let me, let me help you with that, Grandma. <laughs> let me put my glasses on. Don't get worked up. <laughs> By the way, for anybody listening, uh, somebody asked the other day if Charlotte was my mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you had to. Oh my gosh, you had to. So, nice. Aren't you so proud, Charlotte, of your son? <laughs> he looks wow. just like you. <laughs> um, so there's a button that says ding, and there's a button that says buzz wrong. Okay, I got it. I think you can figure it out. I got here. it. Go to the other side of the table before something bad happens to yes, you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Would you, would you like to include in the... I can't believe you did that. I'm so glad you remembered that. That is hilarious. Would you like to include in the story that that woman was like 110? Yeah, but she was awesome. So slightly, yeah, older, she was. slightly older than you. Yeah, only, yeah. only slightly. So what you're saying is you want Charlotte to be your mom. She's so awesome. I wouldn't wish that. No, lady. not Charlotte. <laughs> you want that lady to be your mom. I want that lady to be my grandma. Grandma! No offense to uh, your real grandma, I hope. She's not listening. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she knows what the internet is. Wow. <laughs> wow. She does There's listen. nothing wrong. Shame. Shame on you both. Nothing gonna, wrong with that. I'm going to download this onto her tablet because I know how to do that <laughs> and have her the listen to it. not necessary, my, grandma. We love My you. grandma uses a computer that's from like 1996, right? And the, <laughs> I don't know what this thing is wrong with it, but the somewhere between... The computer and the screen, the cable is messed up to where everything is blurry and like doubled but like slightly off centered from each other. So it's like terrible to look at. But I'm like, do you see that? She's like, no. And I'm like, she had to go back to carrier pigeon. <laughs> so, wow. Have fun with that. No, all right, let's see. 
All right. Quick learner. All right. Yeah. Shut it. <laughs> and make sure the screen doesn't go off. I, I do you... have a password. On okay. There. All right. How does how do you what's just... it set on? Does it go off in like three seconds, or do I have like no. a minute or something? Just if it starts to look like if it's it goes going dark, dark, just tap, just like, tap, tap, tap the tap screen. It. Okay. Yeah, like that. All right. Jeez. That's <laughs> what I have to say to you. <laughs> okay. It's so since important. this, <laughs> so since this is considered one of the greatest books of all time yeah. I thought our game should be about some of the worst books of oh. all time <laughs> so the, in this game it's multiple choice Lauren and Aaron are working as a team Yay. so you yes. guys multiple choice. I feel bad <laughs> <laughs> and um, so considering how badly I've been treated these past 30 seconds oh please <laughs> if okay so in this game you I have picked uh, what are considered the worst books of all time just the titles uh-huh. or the worst titles of all time so but by these titles you will know that this definitely qualifies as one of the worst books of all time okay but you have to pick which one it is of these multiple choice. The others I made up completely on my own. Oh, one, only one of them is real. <laughs> only oh. one of them is true. It's like Balderdash. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly like that. So I'm guessing they're so... not that famous since they're the worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not particularly. I mean, a lot of them, were, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Da Vinci Code, all of those mm-hmm. kind of stock books were yeah. on the list. But no, these are things that I hope you've never heard of. And if you have... Like, that's my favorite Mad book. respects. <laughs> if you have heard of any of these, mad respects. Right. But, you know, of course, if you get it right, you get a point. But for everyone that you guess the wrong answer, I get a point. Oh, no. Since I made it up. <laughs> What's the prize? So this is going to be an interesting fact. Sour gummies. <laughs> that's lame. I don't want to play. I'm going to have, like, all of these eaten. So, okay. So the first question goes to Lauren and Aaron. Right. It's going to go to sleep, yo. Like, oh my goodness. Yo. <laughs> You're so hip and young. He rapped. Remember that? I, yeah, I was telling somebody about that. That was pretty epic. You're telling us. <laughs> we can't wait to hear it. Oh, yeah, these guys. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It was just great podcast that you should listen to. <laughs> yeah. All right, Lauren and Aaron, are you ready? We're ready. Okay. From these titles, pick which one is the actual book considered one of the worst books or titles of all time. Okay. Number one, Chicken Shark. Ugh. Number two, who shot Pauline? <laughs> I I hope that you came up with that so you can write it after this. And number three, the manly art of knitting. K N I T T I N G. Which one is real? Which one's real? Is Chicken Shark real? Who shot Pauline? Yeah. Yeah, That's gotta be better than who killed one. Roger Ackroyd. You know it. Yeah, third one. All right. Okay, what is it? The manly art of knitting. Yeah! Oh, yeah. I'm so happy to hear that. <laughs> I, well, I knew because of like our history of Pauline being hilarious, I couldn't use that one on you guys. Yeah, that name has always been funny to us for some reason. Uh, all right, next one goes to Zach. Oh, goody. Which one of these is real? None. Never, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Oh, I should have done that. That would have been great with the with the yeah, twist. Be like a Christie <laughs> twist, yeah. Wow. None of them. None of them are correct. All right, number one, how to quit smoking with the help of your ancient Roman ancestors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> number two, what is your poo telling you? Ooh. Or number three, don't cry, little warthog. Oh, I feel like Don't Cry Little Warthog is real for some reason. Like a kid's book. Yeah. <laughs> I also feel like the um, second book is real. I, those all sound real. This is a right? hot one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what was the first one? 
Oh, the one about stop smoking with your ancestors. <laughs> yeah, ancient Roman. Roman ancestors. I'm sorry. What if I don't have ancient Roman ancestors? Then you can't quit smoking. Dang it! <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> stuck. Just keep smoking. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, what's the warthog one? Don't cry, little warthog. I'm going with don't cry, little warthog. All right. Oh. <laughs> So that is a point for me. What's well, the real one? What is your poo telling you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew I couldn't use that one on you guys. I've you have that book. So much fun. I'll always pick poo over anything. <laughs> All right, Josh, you are up. Yeah. Which one of these is the real book? Number one, The Curse of the Pink Volkswagen. Ooh. Stephen King. <laughs> Michael Crichton. Uh. Number two, Moon People. Mm, that's or, a conspiracy theory. Not too bad. <laughs> Number three, Balloons for Breakfast, the nutritional value of helium. That, that sounds like a you joke. Uh, <laughs> no offense. Definitely does. So what was the first one again? The Curse of the Pink Volkswagen. Curse of the Pink Volkswagen. And moon People. Moon People. Or Balloons for Breakfast. I'm going to say number one is the real one. It was Moon People, Uh, which was a self-published sci-fi, like really bad. Yeah, Moon People. But it's it makes it onto the list of like the top ten worst books. That's impressive. Like so many people read it. Should be proud of that. Exactly. Whoever wrote it, I guess. All right. (laughs) It just says self-published. Like I couldn't find it was. All right, Zach. Ooh, back to me. Yeah, these are randomized to kind of throw you off your game. I'm I'm throwing. All right, Zach, which one of these is real? Number one, the Bobsy Twins on Blueberry Island. <laughs> that's a good that's a good title. <laughs> Number two, stories your bathtub can tell. Oh, they could tell them all. Oh, wait, whoa. <laughs> or number three, go fish for professional gamblers. I don't feel like that one's real. <laughs> wait, that what? Real. Nothing. That one's real. You know that for a fact. Do you, did you write that book? <laughs> so <laughs> there, it does like carplay. <laughs> Oh, man. Go fish this is Well, game. I don't know. Thing. That's the thing. If I did, this would be easy. But going That's... on the way that she ordered them, <laughs> she did three, two, two. So I'm going to guess number one. <laughs> Why? Strategy. <'Cause... laughs> is, this, is this how you did, like, standardized testing back in the day? You were just like, it's always B. It's always B. <laughs> and sometimes it was. <laughs> Am all right. right. Is so, it... number one, the Bobsy Twins on Blueberry Island? <laughs> yes. All right. Woo! Did it do it? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, That's so where the was the bathtub one? one? What is that a reference to? That sounds so familiar. Stories your bathtub could tell you. I have no idea. I just That's made it up. That's gotta be from something, because like, I feel like I, I've read that book. <laughs> well, some, hey, somebody look it up. That sounds so familiar. Well, now Aaron's going to write a book about car I don't have to look it up, and I forgot yeah. Charlotte has my Apparently films. that's a game. <laughs> For the professional game. <laughs> yes. I didn't know the Bobsy so. Twins traveled so much. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to Blueberry Hill. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Lauren and Aaron. Okay. All right, which one of these is real? Blueberry Island. Wow. Number one, I married Sasquatch. Mm. Number two, Nostradamus ate my hamster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Or number three, why cheese? Why? <laughs> Confessions of a lactose intolerant Wisconsin native. That one. I wish I'd read that. No. I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to go with the first one. I want to go with the first I one. Give you I want to do the cheese one. Air yeah. wasn't the first one. We'll do the first one. Now, we're we talking about books or episodes of the Morikovich show. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I married Sasquatch was, was a more Oh, that's fantastic. All right, so what are you guys going with? Number one. One or what do you think? One, one or three? Yeah, we're going with one. I married Sasquatch. Okay. Oh, no, that's the one I want? <laughs> no, what's number two? Number, oh. Nostradamus ate my hamster. Was that one the real, one? please? That can't be the real one. <laughs> that is the real oh, one. Oh, yes! What's that book about? I have no idea. Hamsters? Baby. Uh, <laughs> Let's I don't, start a new podcast. We, I, I didn't get time to research it, but I really wanted to. Yeah. But it was an, I think that one was when you searched the worst book covers, which I do not recommend doing. Yeah. Because there was some things Charlotte that no one should ever see. <laughs> you can't unsee All right. them. So far, Charlotte has three All points. Right. That's this not is... fair. Zach, <laughs> Zach zero. Red. Sorry, Zach. No, Zach won. Josh won. Yeah, Zach got oh, one. Oh, okay. Zach won. Oh, yeah, because you, you skipped Josh has one zero, time, yeah. right? Yes, Josh has zero. Mm. And you guys have one. Yeah. yeah. So All thank right. you for keeping track. Not doing great. All right, Josh, ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pick the real one. Number one, the layer of the white worm. <laughs> Number two, Piddle Piddle Puddle. <laughs> Keeping in mind, Piddle is the, uh, yeah. yes, for slang. Or number three, Organ Meats for a Happier Marriage. Oh. Um, <laughs> is that Oregon Meats? Like the state? Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre question, but legit. Uh, no, organ, as in hearts, lungs, yeah. tongue. Um, I'm going to say that one because that seems like a weird one to make up with your mind. <laughs> I don't know. Charlotte's you know who you're dealing yeah. with here. I'm going to say that one. Okay. Ah, I'm never going to get a point. <laughs> Actually, so The Lair of the White Worm, it was oh. written by Bram Stoker what? after Dracula. And huh? it was it like... It was a sequel. It is, <laughs> well, it was supposed to be like a supernatural horror tale about this little tiny town out in the... Um, the countryside of England where it was terrorized by a supernatural worm. <laughs> and I guess it wasn't received well. Was <laughs> considered one of the worst. Wow. All right. So, we are doing great here, guys. Zach. We yes. Guess the real one. I would love to. <laughs> Number one, the pickle zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are now entering the pickle zone. Number two, <clears throat> I, gotta, I gotta do this right, Kaplach. Basic Klingon for success in the business world. I thought it sounded like Klingon. No. <laughs> Good job. You don't need Klingon. My brother for the knows how to do Klingon. <laughs> or number three, Bob Honey who just do stuff. What is it? <laughs> number three, Bob Honey who just do stuff. Where are the commas? Are there commas? No commas. Is it about Bob Honey who does stuff? Is it just written do by stuff. Bob Honey? Bob Honey just do stuff, and it's about him doing those stuff. Bob Honey just do stuff. <laughs> you know is, what? Is, he, is he talking in the third person? <laughs> You ask a lot of questions. I don't you know. You don't answer. Well, you, These... don't, you would know if it was real. Mm, would mm, I? No. You don't do that much research. <laughs> <laughs> you knew a lot about the worm. What was the one above that? Well, that one's, that one's cool. There was the Klingon one and the pickle zone. Gosh, I want the pickle zone to be real. The Klingon suit. But you like Star Trek a lot, but that, that might be what it's throwing me. You're wearing a Star Trek shirt right now, you nerd. I am wearing a Star Trek. This is my favorite Very shirt. nice. I mean, my friend. I mean, <laughs> mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Pickle Zone because Whoa. I genuinely you love got that. Okay. Just 
<laughs> you did that so fast. <laughs> I'm practicing. I can learn things through all of the dementia. It's amazing. Good job. Okay, We're so the real you. one was Bob Honey Who Just Do Stuff, oh, which only came out like a year ago, written by Sean Penn. And everybody, what? yeah, the actor. What's it about? And I don't Mendes. know. Honey, <laughs> what does he do? I don't know. I you stuff? gotta look it up. Just right. stuff. Josh, yes. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Okay. Which one of these is real? Doctor Ostrich meets Frankenstein. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if God loves me, why can't I get my locker open? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's like a middle school help. <laughs> <laughs> or ghost towns on Mars. Ooh, ghost Towns on Mars sounds like a cheap sci-fi. Mm -hmm. But that's what you want me to think. <laughs> this is so <laughs> I'm so devious. What was the first oh, one? You did Frankenstein. What was the first one? Dr. Ostrich meets Frankenstein. It's always the one like that, except when it's on me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like strategy is not the way to go here. I'm going to go with... What was number two? If God loves me, why can't I get my locker open? That one. Yeah. That one's right. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Hey, wow! Good job. Good job. Yes, and it was like a, like a something for middle school kids. Oh, I was right! <laughs> Did you I haven't it? read it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All what right, last one. Lauren and Aaron. <laughs> okay. Last one. Are ready. you ready? We are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, which one of these is real? Frat boys are afraid of the dark. No, they are not. Oh, wait. <laughs> we have differing opinions on frat boys. <laughs> Tune in next week. I had no idea there would be so much controversy with the this. frat boy discussion. <laughs> number two, for the love of a leprechaun. Mm -hmm. Or number three, how people who don't know they're dead attach themselves to unsuspecting bystanders and what to do about it. That's the longest title ever. <laughs> but it kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, it's mm. nice. Can you read it again? <laughs> How people who don't know they're dead attach themselves to unsuspecting bystanders and what to do about it. <laughs> wow. Can you read it again and even faster? <laughs> One more time. <laughs> How people who don't know whether they're dead attach themselves to unsuspecting bystanders and what to do about it. Okay, you added a few words <laughs> there. Yeah, I love it. Do we have to go? I don't know. The, mm. the leprechaun thing is funny. It is. Do you think it's real? I don't know. I feel like that worm book could have been done well. Mm. I'm thinking of, I'm mulling it over. Oh, definitely. Frat yeah. boys, leprechauns, or... <laughs> dead people. Dead people and what to do about it. <laughs> you pick. Uh, let's go with the leprechauns. Yeah. What? Leprechauns. For the love of a leprechaun. The love of a leprechaun. Oh. <laughs> no. It was how people who don't know they're dead attach themselves <laughs> to unsuspecting <laughs> bystanders <laughs> and what to do about it. What's that about? <laughs> What do you think it's about? It's a Gosh. zombie survival guide. <laughs> it was some really strange, um, like, nonfiction help book for, I guess, I, I don't know how, yeah, I was, was, uh, Like something just really weird. As, yeah, like, oh gosh, if you search worst titles, which don't, but some of them were just unbelievable, so. Huh. Alright, so what's the score? We each got one. <laughs> um, I think you won. Yeah. Charlotte won? <laughs> I have my own game. Right. This, this feels wrong. <laughs> you get disappointment from us. <laughs> Good game. Well researched. Oh, yes. thank you. But so the ones that like you got, which is kind of funny. So the why can't I get my locker open? Manly art of knitting, and uh, the Bobsy Twins. <laughs> I only got that one because we should strategy. cover those books yeah. next on the podcast. Yeah. Definitely. I think we got to find out more about Nostradamus ate my hamster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's do some <laughs> research on that.
Well, uh, we're coming to the end of a, a very special episode where we talked about a book that uh, I'm happy that we all really liked this book, even s- some strong opinions, but we all mm-hmm. really liked it. Mm-hmm. And we I'd, definitely... I'd both. probably read it again. I, I Yeah, th- this has got to be my fourth or fifth time reading it. And every time, it's like, you get something new out of it every time you read it because of the layers. Mm-hmm. Really well written. I think it's Charlotte's third. It's your third time reading it? Third time reading it? Well, we skipped it this time, but you read it twice before. I think I... Yeah. (laughs) And this is also a very special episode because... Oh, it's our 10th episode. Yay! Nobody ever thought we'd get this far. (laughs) And for that, this is why I had my head in the refrigerator. I left Zach's feelings alone, but I got us a cake. Oh! Oh, That's a happy cat food. (laughs) Decapod. Happy Deck, which is not the tenth podcast. I think it's, I think it's a crab. Yeah, <laughs> like isn't that a, mo- a line from Moana? Yeah. Like, how can a decapod be, be a the demigod? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Very did nice. you get that written should... on a cake by somebody else, or did you write that? No, I had it done by somebody else, which is really funny. Seeing these two sixty-five-year-old women <laughs> at Martin's being like, "You want what now?" <laughs> They're probably at home right now, like, "Yeah, which kids are having decapod parties." <laughs> I don't know what's going on. She kept, she, well, first, I showed it to one lady. I was like, can you write on this? Because, you know, this cake was on sale. Right. And she was like, nah, we can't do it. And I was like, are you sure? She's like, nah. And I was like, well, maybe, can you? And she's like, well, let me ask this other lady who was stocking the muffin trays. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and she's like, hey, can you write happy birthday on this cake? And I was like, no, 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 I don't want happy birthday. She's like, well, what do you want? I was like, just give me a piece of paper. I'll write it down. So I drew a circle with an, a, another smaller circle in the middle because this has like a decoration in the middle. And mm-hmm. I wanted her to know I wanted it to go in the half circle like that. So I came back to pick it up and she did a nice job. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, did you want this little circle on there? <laughs> I was like, no, that was just to show the middle of the cake. She's like, oh, okay. She was nice. The other That's lady nice. was like, really like, you should have told her about not the podcast. doing it. What's a cake? Yeah. She might have been an Agatha Christie fan. I was afraid she would have been like, what's a podcast? And I yeah. wouldn't have known how to explain it to her. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. the internet? <laughs> it was my grandma. She, she was like, the biggest they twist. both looked at me and said, haven't I seen you at Mahjong? <laughs> 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 so well, we need nice. we need to blow this joint so we can have cake. Yeah. Right. So well, yeah, happy tenth, happy. Uh, these are. Thank you for being here. Great. Nice. It was nice being. Great here. job yeah, on nice. research. Job. So much yeah. fun. Uh, and thank you for listening to drone. Don't drone. Drone. I'm just so drunk. I'm so excited about chocolate cake. You have no idea. Thank you for listening to Don't Drink the Tea for ten episodes. We love all our fans. Please comment. Say what you think. Tell us what you think about Zach's new segment, Zach's Sum Up. If you want me to stop and stop soon, you gotta tell us. <laughs> yeah. Never. We'll keep going if you don't. Never stop. And if, you want, if you're keeping up with us, uh, the next oh, that's right. book we're going to read is The, the Big, Big Four. Four. <gasps> Ooh. So that's going to be Controversy. another Josh and Charlotte Argue episode. Controversy. You okay. like it and I don't, right? I will say this in full disclosure. When I read it for the first time, I loved it, but that has been so long ago <laughs> that I might have a different perspective yes. or a different I read that one but... twice and my opinion has never changed, so I okay. don't expect it to. Well, then again, that's probably been like 60 years ago that you read it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. So... Over a game of Magic. <laughs> <laughs> you read it when it came out. You know what? It's old. You know 
know what, young man? You get no cake. Oh, <laughs> that's fair. No, no 